0: to the Cash-Based Practice Owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways, but all outside of being in-network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different if this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground please find me on facebook in the cash-based healthcare entrepreneurs group or on my website at morganneese.com. i would love to speak with you so please join me as i interview our guest today today's guest is jen morgan dr jennifer morgan is passionate about creating holistic care for her patients with pelvic
1: health issues she runs orthopedic and pelvic health physical therapy practices
0: specialty visceral manipulation skills, her yoga background, and further certifications in nutrition and prenatal and postpartum care to individualize each course of treatment. Jen earned her doctorate in physical therapy from AT Still University in Arizona, concentrating on pelvic health through her postdoc education. Prior to earning her doctorate, Jennifer was a yoga instructor and personal trainer, which demonstrates her passion for health and overall wellness. Welcome everybody who's gonna be watching live or um, watching on the replay. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited, I'm jazzed, to talk to Jen. Um, I think, we're like mutually each other's biggest fans is that correct
1: yeah 100 <laughs> percent.
0: so this is gonna be an awesome interview so welcome everybody hey donna hi Hamra. um and welcome to our cash based therapy practice owners interview series um you know as always it is the longest name i could think of <laughs> <laughs> That's super easy to talk about. Um, But, you know, we are here doing an interview series in this group where we're talking to providers all over the country, all over the world about the amazing things that they're doing, you know, really unique, um, just following a non traditional path because it's better for everybody involved. Um, So, uh, welcome, Jen Morgan. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. This is so fun. And I don't think some of you know this, but I actually had Morgan on one of my cash-based series a while back. And so this feels so cool to come full circle and I'm obsessed with Morgan. So I'm sure you guys (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm super jazz. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think maybe we should just do our own little podcast or we just continuously interview each other.
1: I think that that would be fabulous. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, cool. So let's get right into it. We're going to go over all the things about what makes you amazing and why you got into this. So if you don't mind telling us a little bit more about like your background, your journey, and what led you to where you are today, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. Oh man. So I'm Dr. Jennifer Morgan, right? I'm currently located in Connecticut. Um, That's where I've landed recently, but that's not where I'm from. So let me take it back. Uh, I taught yoga for almost 10 years before I became a PT. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll like live my best life and see if I can get into PT school. And then I got in and I was like, I'm going to work with kids. I'm going to be a pediatric PT. It's going to be amazing. Um, I come from a huge family and I also have a a history with like pediatric cancer um, on my family side. So I was like, this would be life changing. It'd be awesome. I get into PT school. I do all the things, I do everything by the book, right? I'm always by the book. And turns out I get into Phoenix Children's as like a clinical rotation and I was crying every single day. It's like sad, it's super hard, it takes a really special person to put on like a smile face like when you're on north o trauma floor. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me, right? I was like, maybe this isn't for me. And then I was like, well, what the hell am I gonna do? Because I don't wanna work with athletes. My husband is an athlete. Um, He played professional soccer and then he helped to build um, the soccer program in Phoenix when we were there for the MLS. And um, working with him was just difficult. So I was like, that's not for me either. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, I don't know what I wanna do. And then the universe decides to reward me by letting me fall on my butt. Like literally I fell on my butt, fractured my tailbone, couldn't sit, couldn't poop, couldn't pee, couldn't have sex, couldn't do any of the things. And I was like, holy crap. So turns out at that time, also, we had to go back for like an in-service, which was all about pelvic health. The person leading that in-service was like, girl, you need a pelvic PT. And I was like, what the hell is that? Went to go see one. The woman I was seeing, her name is Dr. Brand Fox. We are friends. She's my mentor to this day. Um, She blends traditional orthopedics with pelvic health specialty, with visceral and neural manipulation through the Brawl Institute. And it was like freaking life-changing. And I was like, this is it, right? So sometimes the shit that happens to you is actually really amazing and it will pan out. So then I actually, that was my second year of PT school. So then I ended up taking Herman and Wallace one and two a, and then I took the Barral Institute one and two for VM. And then I did a clinical under Brianne. And then I actually, did another clinical in like an outpatient ortho that was starting a pelvic floor program. And I hit the ground running. So I came out of school, um, started working at a hospital based system and they kind of had a program, but my, I was tasked with building it. Um, Brienne and I were supposed to work together. Brienne ended up leaving to go to Idaho. So it was just me, new grad, pelvic floor PT. At that point, I actually ended up taking all of the Herman Wallace courses and all the Boral, So I had all this knowledge and no clinical application. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell do I do? And so I built it. I hustled, nose to the grindstone, and I did it well. Like, if you need to amp yourself up and you need to look in the mirror and be like, you're a badass, do it. I'm a badass, I did it so well that I was recruited to do it for another hospital system, and I crushed that one too. Um, However, my biggest thorn in my side, my biggest issue was that I, could not straight up be transparent and note-taking with visceral manipulation because medicare has come out and insurance companies have followed that medicare and medicaid will not cover visceral manipulation because it's experimental um you know there is a lot of research on it brandy kirk and the brawl institute are actually doing it brandy kirk presented at csm so i mean i beg to differ but it is what it is so i actually would have to like not fudge but i have to like call it like manual release techniques to this ligament and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't want to have to sugarcoat my shit. Mm-hmm. And then people were coming to me and being like, you, Jed Morgan, you're charging me a thousand dollars for my email. Like what, what, what's up? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And the further I dug into how the billing worked on the back end of a hospital system and at an outpatient clinic, the more I realized that insurance is decreasing the reimbursement to the system and increasing how much the patient has to pay and they're making all of that money in the margin and i'm like this is effing corrupt right and so for me i was like i'm limited to how many sessions i can treat insurance doesn't cover all the pelvic health diagnoses everyone's having to pay a ton out of pocket what else can i do to treat these people the way that they deserve we go cash based practice is kind of where i ended and so that's like my long-winded story of how i ended up in cash based practice
0: oh my gosh well thank you so much for sharing all of that that was quite an adventure um i mean it's just like we've we've talked about this at length you know with like what happens with insurance and what they're billing and like it's just it's so weird how there's like no communication it seems like like it's not like open and honest about what's going to be happening financially, and then, like you said, then the patient comes to you and they're like, "What the heck is happening?" Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, any sort of system—it doesn't matter if you're a hospital, it doesn't matter if you're outpatient clinic, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. home health, it doesn't matter. There is a person on staff whose only job is to negotiate contracted rates with insurance companies, and the provider never knows what that is. So when right. someone comes and they're like, "How much can you?" How much is it gonna cost me? I never know the or I never knew the answer. Now I do, and now I'm very transparent. I'm like, let's break it down. Let's figure out how this can work for your budget. I couldn't do that before because I didn't know if it was gonna be a copay or I didn't know if it was gonna be they're subject to their deductible and their deductible's eight grand. It's mm-hmm. our healthcare system is failing us and we all need to take charge of our health and our providers. My 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 uh business partner over here, my dog, is like <laughs> crying for attention. But yeah, Aww. so it um It definitely, it is the system. I think the system is needing a shift and we are going to provide it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, I am totally on board with this, obviously. (laughs) I'm like very much a fan of just going cash-based because I think it's easier for everybody. You know, it's just, it's a lot simpler. But um, what do you say to like the idea of, well, you know, if we took it on ourselves to learn about insurance, then maybe we could fix the system. Somebody if somebody brought that idea to you, what would you say?
1: If if somebody asked me if I could if I took it upon myself to fix the system, oh my God, I think I would laugh first. And then I think my response <laughs> would be the insurance system right now is is foundationally rooted in capitalism, right? And they are making so much money that no one is going to allow anyone to come in here and change that, right? Mm -hmm. If anyone actually Googled the fiscal quarter of like the COVID time, so what was that quarter one and quarter two for Blue Cross and for United, they made more money during COVID because they're denying claims and they're doing experimental than anybody else. And their CEO is the one profiting the most. So why would the CEO of these insurance companies, let little old me come in here and be like, oh, You want to revamp it for rehab? That's funny. It just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. So, you know, the best way to do that is to navigate outside of their system and to force their hand Mm -hmm. to cover the providers that are leaving. The mental health professionals did it. Everybody made this mad exodus. And now everybody's a cash-based mental health provider. Um, And it's just like commonplace now. And I have a feeling PTs and chiropractors, we're all kind of transitioning into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And like, I think it's gonna, like, we'll see over, you know, the next like five, 10 years. I mean, maybe even just over the next year, like, things are shifting um, amongst our professions where, you know, we kind of have a variety of like different clinics and everything. But I think we're going to start seeing like a bigger shift towards like, you either are part of the system, like big box outpatient or whatever, or like working in the hospital system, or you have your own practice because people are just not going to be satisfied like being on the in-between um or anything like that and i just like i thought that concept was interesting i had that brought up to me before that you know well if we want to fix the system we have to you know like work inside the system and to me i'm just like i'm i'm in total agreement with you you know (laughs) what what am i gonna do my small potatoes practice you know where i'm not trying to be like a giant corporation like why should i try to make the change inside the system when i could just choose to like make an impact on it by leaving
1: totally totally sometimes silence speaks volumes and our silence is by revolting and leaving and um I think you're gonna see her nose she's so confused i really think that um when you pay you pay attention right Mm -hmm. so when somebody pays me money like straight up they're investing in their time with me
0: they're Mm -hmm. getting
1: so much more you know sometimes people hear me say like for me an hour of my time for you, where I'm working with you for you is 150 bucks. And they're like, oh my God, $150. Yeah, but I only see people once every week to maybe once every two weeks. So when you break that down for how much your copay is going to be at a traditional traditional clinic or hospital base, when you have a $40 dollars copay, pay you're going three times a week, that's 120 bucks. And yeah. they may be seeing three people at one time, right? So what value, what is your investment is the investment in yourself is your investment in your insurance company, your insurance company doesn't know you. And so it's really important that when you are paying for your services, people are listening, they are paying attention. I think Danny Matea is the first person to coin that phrase. And it's so true. Um, People will pay you because the value that is there is so different. And then when you break it down that they make it reimbursed, it's like a no brainer. It's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we, you know, when somebody does explain how the process work and works and how much simpler it is for everybody involved to just do healthcare this way, um, you know, like you said, it absolutely is a no brainer, you know, there's no reason not to do it. Um, So tell us a little bit more about your practice that you have right now and the people you work with.
1: So let me just like to be super transparent. This is my second cash-based practice. I opened my first in Phoenix. Um, which I didn't touch on before, but my first in Phoenix was more of like a visceral, uh, manipulation, neural manipulation technique type of practice. So it was manual, it was hands-on, but I didn't really do a lot of pelvic health at that time because I was also working at a hospital where I was doing pelvic health. And that was like a conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually closed it down. It really wasn't super successful. I had no clue what I was doing. I showed up. I had no mentor. I had nothing. And I was like, well, I had a mentor, um, and she's still one of my mentors today, but I just didn't put the work in, right? Mm -hmm. I just didn't put the work in. So I was like, oh, I'm never doing this again. I hate cash-based care, right? So for me, I'm poo-pooing it on myself. Um, (laughs) But then I showed up to Connecticut and I was like, okay, so I have a couple options. Like, what are my skills? One, I'm a pelvic health specialist. Mm -hmm. Two, I've created multiple successful programs for hospitals. Three, what do I want my life to look like in five years? and so I showed up and I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work for myself. So my clinic is a one woman show. I am in a actual medical office building. Um, when looking for spaces, I really just wanted to look for like proof of concept. So I looked around my little town, I live in Guilford, and my little town is adorable. If you're not familiar with Connecticut, um, of has this really cute square right all I live on the shoreline so like literally all the little towns on the shoreline it's all about family-owned community-based small businesses and everybody knows everybody it's fabulous um so I was like okay where do I want to be in my little town the primus real estate is on our town green and you know looking at all the spaces they were beautiful but they were too big or they were too expensive or like we didn't know what the utilities were going to be and I didn't know where to start got myself a mentor got myself another mentor took a couple courses and I was like, okay, now that I've taken some like businessy based things and I have people to rebound from, I ended up going with a medical office building with a flat rate with both um, utilities and rent. So my overhead was flat. It was like 400 bucks and it was like, great. And then I literally opened up shop. I treat any sort of pelvic floor dysfunction, bowel, bladder, sexual dysfunction, chronic pelvic pain, pregnancy, postpartum. I also do visceral stuff. Um, and it's just me. So I literally am in my room with my clients one-on-one. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I think starting fresh in a new town, right? So if anyone is like super like, oh, I couldn't do this. Like I, nobody knows me. I'm new. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like how, how am I supposed to find clients? That's the biggest thing I hear. How am I, how are you finding people? Like, And the answer is Instagram and having no shame. Um, Seriously, I'm not kidding so many people find me on Instagram and I know one of the last questions is what's upcoming like what's your shameless plug I'll get to it Instagram has given me the gifts and um, has connected me with so many amazing people if you're not on Instagram get on Instagram or social if you don't know where to start there are people who are teaching you how to use Instagram effectively Um, I can share those resources too. I know Morgan is killing it in the Instagram space, right? I mean, so look at her, uh, movement maestro is amazing too. So I just did the movement maestro six week Instagram intensive. It's life changing. Um, I find a lot of clients there. And then I also find a lot of clients from just getting out there and introducing myself to businesses. And I actually have yet to go to the medical community in terms of like doctors, DOs, those things. I Mm -hmm. started with PTs because there's, not a lot of pelvic PTs in my area. So do your research. What are your demographics? Who is your target niche? Niche down, figure out who's not treating those people and go there, right? So PTs who don't do pelvic floor. Um, I went to chiropractors, naturopaths, acupuncturists. Um, Where else did I end up going? I went to mom's groups, right? So I kind of went all over the place and I have yet to go to physicians, Um, but physicians have heard about me from their patients. So the growth, mind you, is not super quick. I actually just started, well, actually, that's probably a lie. I just started seeing patients in person July 1. I started my business in Connecticut because I'm new here. Um, first week of COVID. So my, my mom's birthday, 316. I started, I incorporated, I got everything situated. Connecticut closed on 317. So I was like, good timing, Jen Morgan. Um, <laughs> And so I was doing some remote stuff, but I used that time as a blessing to build my social platforms and to build my website and to make myself as accessible as accessible as possible. Um, figured out what I needed to do next. Talked to my business mentors and coaches, and then I launched seven one in person. And now I'm up to a let's see, it's been just over two months, and my caseload's over 50%. So I mean, it's there you can do it. It's you can do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that there are a lot of people that I've talked to like here in this group, who they are starting like from complete scratch, like whether they're new to the area, or they just don't really have like a lot of like community connections. And it's scary to start there, but you know, as long as you're willing to either have no shame, or just like step into this discomfort zone and reach out to people and say like, hi, I'm Jen Morgan, I help with pelvic floor stuff. You know, like reaching out and making connections and relationships is huge when you're first getting started.
1: Huge. And you're gonna walk away from some of those meetings and you're gonna be like, "Mm, that's not gonna serve me. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing is that for every person that you talk to, even if 50% of them are like true hot leads and you're like, that person's going to refer to me and that person's going to refer for the other 50 people that you don't think will refer to you. At least your name is out there and maybe they know someone who knows someone who actually could benefit. And then it's like, it's a snowball, right? So we're going to keep growing. That snowball is going to keep getting larger and you're going to see the benefit. There is no bad marketing. There is no bad connection. The more people you know, the better. And you can get in, into like IGTVs. I actually have slid into more DMs in a non-creepy way. <laughs> Come here, Mix. I've slid into so many DMs in like a non-creepy way being like, hi, I'm new to the area. I'm a pelvic floor PT. I see you do blank. Your content is awesome. Like, I would love to talk to you about like, how can I benefit you? How can I help grow you as a practice or a business owner or whatever you do? Um, I just want to talk. And I've done more Zoom coffee chats than, God, I think I could count in like my fingers and toes times 10. No joke. And it's been amazing doulas mm-hmm. and wellness professionals, and other PTs. And it is cool just to see their business model. I always ask about their business model. Maybe if mm-hmm. you're doing something super cool that I want to do, or that we can like integrate together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these have led to Instagram lives. A lot of these have led to me getting in front of their audiences and the growth potential is there. You just have to be open to potentially like even embarrassing yourself a little bit or stepping outside of your comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm. So You can do it. And there's no better time. There's no better time. Just do it now. now. If you're thinking about it, it, you're already there.
0: (laughs) That's so funny because I think like you're probably like the fourth or fifth person that, you know, like I always ask, like, what's one piece of advice that you could give somebody who's thinking about doing this? And everybody's always like, just do it.
1: If I had to add to that, like when I saw the question, my two things, my two pieces of advice, just do it. Find a mentor. Um, A lot of people don't want to invest in a mentor before they make money. That is a mistake. Um, Because here's the thing, if you really want a mentor and say you can't afford it right now, be very transparent and be like, listen, I know that I want to invest in myself and I want to do that with you, but my finances are tight right now, help me make this work. And I would guarantee that people will work with you because they also want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, So find your mentors find your people, I'll be your people, ask me to be your people, I'll be your people, I'll hug you up, I'm real good at it. Um, and just start, there's no better way.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, amazing. Um, Cause he's just like, you have to, I think that at least for me, there's just like more and more of a sense of urgency to do this yourself. Um, you know, because I cannot even like count on two hands. It's been more than that. People I have talked to who have like broke down in tears because they Mm -hmm. hate their job, um, because their patients aren't getting better or like, they just tell me that they're living like the same day over and over and over again. And they're not working towards anything. Um, you know, and so like, that's one thing that I tell people, it's just like building a business gives you something to work towards, you know? So you're not just like living the same cycle all of the time inside the system. And then you have to do that for another like 30 years.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. And what I will tell you is that if you are in a hospital system and even if you have like student public loan forgiveness or, you know, you have something going for you in terms of, um loans in particular i hear this a lot like I have loans and i'm in a hospital system and i have the public loan service and i've been there for two years and i'm like you know that's 10 years right you're stuck there for 10 years your happiness is more important and you need to weigh how much that costs um there are other ways to navigate your loans and all of those things if that's what's holding you back i mean i'm sitting here with a lot of loans and i left a system that was paying for them and for me at that time it just made more sense because my happiness i mean i was losing my mind. I was doing the same thing every single day. I was working for people who didn't understand what I do and they wanted me to be based on productivity and RVUs and all those things. Um, I couldn't treat the patients that I wanted. And I had patients turned away because of their bills or because, you know, pelvic pain isn't a coverable ICD-10 code. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, so I will tell you, weigh the pros and cons. If you have a significant other, like my husband and I had to sit down and we had to figure out what does that actually look like for us? Um, But like the minute that I actually sought off finding a new therapist and doing those things, my husband was like, okay, like if she's sitting here asking for help and she's feeling stressed to the point where she needs like another person on her team, like we need to reevaluate. And granted, my therapist is amazing and I love her. Um, But she also gave me the power to say enough is enough. And if you're at that point where like enough is enough, you gotta take action because you are really important to have something to bring to this world and you can help so many other people in the way that you would want to be treated and they deserve to be treated. So
0: just do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm convinced I'll go out and start my own practice. (laughs) Um, What were, when you were first getting started in kind of like the business world, you know, whether it was like your first go around or this year. What were some of like the mental hurdles that you had to get over and how did you do that?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Um, Applying value to my care. So when I would look people in the eye and be like, my email is 175 and my treatment sessions are 150. That was hard. Standing in my price and my value is difficult. Um, I think that's difficult for everybody. I really do like assigning a value to what you do and then asking people to pay for that um how did i get over it i (laughs) there are some days where i'm like okay that's a lot of money and the answer is that is a lot of money but the way that my mind works is that i'm very like weigh the pros and cons very linear about it so when you actually break it down and i should have taken a picture of this i broke it down that if you are seeing somebody for six sessions at 150 compared to seeing them in 15 sessions for 40 with a copay you know that math it actually benefits them to go cash-based and I can provide so much more of a service. So yeah, I stand in that and I actually tell people that breakdown, I'm like, look it, this is what I'm thinking it's gonna take. This is how long it's gonna take. This is what's going on. It's actually gonna be more cost-effective for you in the long run than the other way. And I honestly had to stand in front of the mirror and say out loud that I'm worth that. I'm worthy with my education and my extra training and how specialized I am and everything that I've done. Um, I'm worthy of that value. And that will be difficult to get over, but people will pay, right? If you're reasonably priced, people will pay. And I think the other biggest thing for me in the beginning, like the mental hurdles that I had to get over um, was that nobody would come to a cash-based PT clinic. I know that's very similar to like how much you're worth, but why would they choose me when they can go somewhere else and they would have to pay less out of pocket? So I guess they're kind of interrelated. But guys, people pay a lot of money for online personal training, people pay a lot of money for online coaching, people pay a lot of money for gyms that they never go to, right, literally. like My husband had an Equinox membership for like 70 bucks and he never would go because we live so far from Equinox <laughs> and he didn't even think about it, right, so that happens. and. I lost my train of thought. People pay a lot of money for their health. They'll pay for you. I think that's where I was going with it, but yeah, it will happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, I don't think, like, I think some of the mindset shift needs to be like away from like, why would somebody go to a cash pay clinic to, you know, maybe like genuinely, like, why would somebody come and see me, you know, not even like pay me, but like, why would somebody come and see me versus somebody else? And if you can have that conversation with yourself and, you know, be genuine about it, but also confident. And well, people really like to come work with me because they like the care and attention that I give them. That's unique. Um, You know, and if you're able to list list off even like two or three reasons why somebody wants to work with you, Because at this point, a lot of us have worked with patients and like most people have been told by patients, you know, that I really enjoyed working with you because, you know, or, oh, I'm so sad to go because like I've really enjoyed being with you. If you can like hold strong in those feelings as well is you know, I'm, I'm valuable and people like to be treated by me because of whatever that can help you kind of get through that. You know, why would somebody come to a cash based clinic? Um, Because like the the thing with cash is, you know, like you're saying about like online fitness training, like people pay cash for all kinds of things for some reason, like therapy is just like twisted into the insurance based model. And if you can like show somebody that you have the solution to their problem and you can help them and you can help them fast in a lot of cases, they'll pay for that. It, it doesn't even, insurance doesn't even matter.
1: Right,
0: yeah, 100%. So yeah, so you guys can do it, it'll be great. Um, And I know you touched on, so like finding clients, um, You know, doing hella networking, for one, which is super, super important, getting out there on social media and showing up consistently, so not even just, like, posting stuff here and there, but having, like, a little bit of a strategy and just showing up again and again and again, those can be great ways to find clients. Have you found, like, any other marketing strategies that work well for you, or do you stick mainly with those two?
1: Mm. Um. My strategy right now is to show up every freaking day, whether you want to or not. And I know that people are like, well, I can skip a day. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because the minute you're out of sight, you're out of mind, right? You need to be an authority. And the best way to do that is on social. I am actually going to start more of like the email marketing route to see how that goes. Because email is not dead. Some people some people say it is. It's not. It's not dead. So I think I'm actually gonna go down more of that route. And I also have some other really fun things in the works um, that are just diversifying my social outreach, right? So email marketing, Facebook, um, my website, which I do have, which I just revamped. Um, Instagram is probably my top one right now. And then I'm adding in a little fifth piece that will be a surprise. So you'll have to follow me to find (laughs) out what that is. I'm just like not ready to announce it yet. So at the end, I'll give you all my social stuff. Um, I think the... The other things that I've done, which are um reaching out to community based groups and just being like, "Hey, I'm here, I don't really force that one um mm-hmm. but I think that's that's the only other thing that like I have done. I haven't done anything else that's like too crazy,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think a big trap that people fall into when they're first getting started is like, Oh, I know that there are like 10 different ways to market myself and let me put a hundred percent of my effort into all 10 of them. And I have no idea if they work or not, you know, so like you can test out, I would recommend personally and, you know, let me know what you think, but I would pick like maybe like one to two things. (laughs) <laughs> when you're first getting started and see what happens and experiment yeah. with them. And if they work really well, you know, like the top two that, you know, you do for yourself and your business, keep going with it. Yeah. You know, there's no need to do like a million other things unless you do have the time and bandwidth for it. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I, I see from people who say that their marketing is working is they're doing like 10 to 15 different types of marketing really inconsistently.
1: Totally. And what I would tell you is you need a website because a lot of your social platforms are going to need that main website to do your email marketing or to take your Instagram or whatever it may be. So do a website. It's not hard. Um, I use Wix. You can use. I hear really good things about Squarespace. I hear really good things about WordPress. Um, I'm on Wix just because I actually, back when COVID first started, I started with Rob Binding's um, Telehealth because I was Telehealth and that was a Wix-based platform, like what he recommended. But I will tell you, it doesn't matter. Find the cheapest one and just have a basic site about you, what you do, why you're awesome and then like contact you. Um, and then pick one other platform. It doesn't have to be complicated. Where are you strong or better yet, where are your people, right? So if I was looking to target like my mom who I really love, right, she's great. My mom is really heavily on Facebook. Like that is her jam, that's where she's comfortable. So if I wanted to target my mom, I'd have to be on Facebook. But if I want to target like postpartum moms who are having incontinence with exercise, those people are on Instagram, right? So you have to figure out who your demographic is, go to that platform, put your energy into that one platform, funnel them to your website, bingo. Don't, don't think that you have to do a thousand things. Now, on the flip side, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? So if you have an Instagram account, you and this is what I do, Secrets Out, I don't actually post on Facebook everything posts from Instagram and just directly connects and feeds and feeds so it looks like I'm active on Facebook I'm really not there as much I should be better but my strength is Instagram so yeah you can do that too do that too it's easy
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the more you can just like you know either it directly integrates or you just like copy and paste the same content yes the place huge like recycling is I think one of the best kept secrets but Works once really. is
1: never people, once is never, right? Post things again and again and again. Like your content really only shows to about two to five percent. So if you're gonna do it once and it gets like 30 likes, awesome. Do it again, reformat it, share it again, because people need to hear it multiple times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, Leslie, you shared so much good stuff today. Um, you know, I hope everybody who's watching this or watching on the replay has taken notes because Jen has shared a bunch of really good information and advice, as well as you know, you just need to do it. <laughs> like, at this point, if you're if you have watched these interviews, there's something telling you that you need to do this. So please just just do it. You know, you'll be a lot better off for it. Um, before we get into like our little promo segment do you have any other amazing gems to share
1: amazing gems to share Ooh. i honestly think we covered most of it mm-hmm. um yeah i think we covered most of it truthfully it's the biggest baddest take home is start now there's no better time and yeah. realize that you're doing this for your own health and your own self care right. And to help other people, but it is about you and be a little selfish. You deserve to be a little selfish. We all work so hard. I think we go into this field or any sort of health or wellness field to give to others. Um, It is time for you to give to yourself. And so take the time to build the life that you want to live and you deserve to live. So whatever that looks like, whether that's working 50% of the time at a cash-based practice, or maybe you do a hybrid, or maybe you want to leave the current scene that you're in to transition to something else do it care for yourself. That's it.
0: Absolutely. If you needed a sign, this is your universal sign is Jen Morgan. So (laughs) take it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, cool. So all the self promos, um, tell us anything that you want to get out into the world and also where to find you.
1: I love that. Okay. I'm just going to share. You guys are gonna be the first people to hear it because I'm like super excited. I'm just going to share it with you anyway. So quick little scoop for you. Right. Um, Couple of things. So things that I have going on right now, I actually just launched my remote consultation program. So if anyone across the country anywhere thinks that they have any sort of like pelvic health issue and they need help navigating it or they need just like some tips on care, I'm doing that virtually now, which is super exciting. So it's more of like this coaching remote consult for pelvic health in particular. I'm your girl, reach out to me. Um, It's like super exciting, right? So I, I just wanna touch more people than I can in person, and this is the way to do it. You know, remote consults are the way of the future. So reach out. Like, let's let's have a session. It's going to be amazing. And then um, I am starting a podcast, friends. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is like my big news. My big news is my podcast. Um, if you like all of this energy, and I, <laughs> like apply, I, I also am pretty explicit, but I'm working on that now. It's going to be right now. All of it's going to be is like very pelvic health related, very cash based PT related. Um, but also very empowering. I'm all about like empowering yourself and taking charge. Um, It's going to be great. The name of the podcast is going to be Philo, F-Y-L-O. The O will be my logo. Um, So that's a little family joke actually. And so if you want to know what Philo stands for, you'll have to listen to episode two. Um, But I'm hoping to launch it in October. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm like super excited.
0: (laughs) yay oh that's so good see like it's so much fun to follow your heart and what you're really interested in doing
1: yeah it is it's gonna be great
0: cool and then where if i were you know a therapist interested in doing a cash-based practice and doing pelvic health stuff where can i contact you
1: oh my god i love that okay so a couple ways right and here's the thing if you are a person who wants to be a pelvic health cash based practice and you don't reach out to me, I'm going to be hella offended. So reach out to me. Okay. <laughs> um, here's how you do it: one Instagram. My handle is at doc doc underscore Jen Morgan, J E N M O R G A N. Um, so at doc Jen Morgan, I'm also on Facebook. So my business name is actually centrality, physical therapy and wellness centrality wellness for short. Um, so it would be www.facebook.com backslash Centrality Wellness. I'm also on Twitter at doc underscore Jen Morgan um, or email, which is just Jennifer at centralitywellness.com. Um, I will tell you, I am much quicker on the DMs. So DM me, reach out, like ask me your questions. I don't know if anyone asks questions now, but like I'm super excited to connect with all of you. and I'm so happy I was here.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, you guys, thank you guys so much for watching. I know that there were a ton of people who are really looking forward to this interview. Um, So hopefully this was helpful. It was amazing to see Jen here and hear all the cool things that she's doing. Please follow her, Um, you know, like we were talking about at the beginning. We're each other's biggest fans. So she's <laughs> doing a bunch of awesome stuff. Definitely check her out. Um, you know, so thank you guys so much for watching and listening in. And you know, if you are in a place where you're not really sure what you are really wanting to do and you also feel just kind of lost with getting started, please reach out to either of us. Um, you know, either myself or Jen, and we can get you going on this cash based wagon because it's the way of the future and <laughs> we are both super into it. So awesome. Well, thank you, Jen, so much for being here.
1: Thanks, Morgan. It's been lovely.
0: Yay. Awesome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you work so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at DrMorganMeese. So who do you want to hear from next or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.